Hello friends, welcome to Book Reading Challenge Day 2. I'm Vivek Kumar signing in today. As we started with uh, the power of atomic habits, today we'll talk about the fundamentals. Why teeny changes make a big difference? The surprising power of atomic habits. The fate of British cycling changed one day in 2003. The organization, which was the government body for professional cycling in Great Britain, had recently hired Dave Brailsford as its new performance director. At the time, professional cyclists in Great Britain had endured nearly 100 years of mediocre city. Since 1908, British riders had won just a single gold medal at the Olympic, Olympic Games, and they had fared even worse in cycling's biggest race, the Tour de France. In 110 years, no British cyclist had ever owned the event. In fact, the performance of British riders had been so underwhelming that one of the top bike manufacturers in Europe refused to sell bikes to the team because they were afraid that it would hurt sales if other professionals saw the Britishers their, uh, wear their gear. Brailford had been hired to put British cycling on a new trajectory. What made him different from previous coaches was his relentless commitment to a strategy that he referred to as the aggregation of marginal gains, which was the philosophy of searching for a tiny margin in, of improvement in everything you do. Blaisford said, the whole principle came from the idea that if you broke down everything you could think of that goes into the riding a bike and then improve it by 1%, you'll get a significant increase when you put them all together. Brailsford and his coaches began by making small adjustments you might expect from a professional cycling team. They redesigned the bike seats to make them more comfortable and rubbed alcohol on the tires for a better grip. They asked riders to wear electrically heated oversorts to maintain ideal muscle temperature while riding and using biofeedback sensors to monitor how each athlete responded to a particular workout. The team tested various fabrics in a wind tunnel and had their outdoor riders switch to outdoor racing suit, which proved to be lighter and more aerodynamic. But they didn't stop there. Brainfold and his team continued to find 1% improvement in overlooked and unexpected areas. They tested different types of messages, gels to see massage gels to see which one led to the fastest muscle recovery. They hired a surgeon to teach each, each rider the best way to wash their hands to reduce chances of catching a cold. They determined the type of pillow and mattresses that led to the best night's sleep for each rider. They even painted the inside of the uh, team trucks white, which helped them spotlight bits of dust that won't normally sleep by unnoticed but could degrade the performance of the finely tuned bikes. As these and hundreds of other small improvements accumulated, the results came faster than anyone could have imagined. Just five years after Brailford took over, the British cycling team dominated the road and track cycling event at the 2008 Olympics Games in Beijing, where they won an outstanding 60% of the gold medals available. Four years later, when the Olympic Games came to London, the British raised the bar as they set nine Olympic records and seven world records. That same year, Bradley Wiggins, 
became the first British cyclist to win the Tour de France. The next year, his teammates Cherish Froome won the race, and he would go on to win again in 2015, 16, and 17, giving the British team four Tour de France victories in six years. During the 10 years spent from 2007 to 2017, the British cyclist won 178 world championships and 66 Olympic or Paralympic gold medals and captured five Tour de France victories, victories in which uh, in what is widely regarded as the most successful run in cycling history. How does this happen? How does a team of previously ordinary athletes transform into world champions with tiny changes that at first glance would seem to make a modest difference at best why do small improvements accumulate into small remarkable results and how can you replicate this approach in your own life now why small habits make a big difference it is so easy to overestimate the importance of one defining moment and underestimate the value of making small improvements on a daily basis too often we convince ourselves that massive success requires massive action whether it is losing weight building a business writing a book winning a championship or achieving any other goal we put pressure on ourselves to make some earth-shattering improvements that everyone will take about talk about meanwhile improving by 1% isn't particularly not notable sometimes it isn't even noticeable but it can be far more meaningful especially in long long run the difference at any improvement can make over time is astounding here's how the math works out if you go if you can get 1% better each day for a one year you will end up 37 times better by the time you are done conversely if you get 1% worse each day for one year you will decline nearly down to zero what starts as a small win or a minor setback accumulates into something much more Habits are the compound interest of self-improvement. The same way that money multiplies through compound interest, the effects of your habits multiply as you repeat them. They seem to make difference, uh, little difference uh, on any given day and it impact they, they deliver over the months and years can be enormous. It is only when looking back 2, 5 or perhaps 10 years later that the value of good habits and the cost of bad ones becomes strikingly apparent this could be a different concept to appreciate in daily life we often dismiss small changes because they don't seem to matter very much in the moment if you save a little money now you are still not a millionaire if you go to the gym 3 days in a row you are still out of shape if you study mandarin for an hour tonight you still haven't learned the language we make a few changes but the results never seem to come quickly and so we slide back into our previous routine unfortunately the slow pace of transformation also makes it easy to let a bad habit slide if you eat an unhealthy meal today the scale doesn't move much if you walk late tonight and ignore your family they will forgive you if you procrastinate and put your project off until tomorrow there will be unusual uh, there will unusual be time to finish it later a single decision is easy to dismiss but when we repeat 1% error day after day by replicating poor decisions duplicating 
steely mistakes and rationalizing little excuses our small choices compound into toxic results it's the accumulation of many missteps a 1% decline here and three and there that eventually lead to problem the impact created by a cha- change in your habit is similar to the effect of shifting the routine of an airplane by just a few degrees imagine you are flying from los angeles to new york city if a pilot leaving from los angeles adjusts the heading just 3.5 degrees south you will land in washington washington dc instead of new york such a small change is barely noticeable at takeoff the nose of the airplane moves just a few feet but when magnified across the entire united states you end up hundreds of miles apart similarly a slight change in your daily habits can guide your life to a very different destination making a choice that that is 1% better or 1% worse seems insignificant in the moment but over the span of moments that makes up a lifetime these choices determine the difference between who you are and who you could be success is the product of daily habits not once in a lifetime transformation that's it it doesn't matter how successful or unsuccessful you are right now what matters is whether your habits are putting you on the path to success you should be far more concerned with your current trajectory than with your current results if you are a millionaire but you spend more than you earn each month then you are on a bad trajectory if your spend habits don't change it's going to end well it's not going to end well conversely if you are broken but you save a little bit every month then you are on the path towards of financial freedom even if you are moving slower than you you'd like your outcomes are lagging measures of your habits your net worth is lagging measures of your financial habits your weight is lagging measures of your eating habits your knowledge is lagging measure of your learning habits your clutter is a lagging measure of your cleaning habits you get what you repeat if you want to predict where you will end up in life all you have to do is follow the curve of tiny gains or tiny losses loses and see how your daily choices will compound 10 or 20 years down the line are you spending less than you earn each month are you making it into the gym each week are you reading books and learning something new each day tiny battles like these are the one that will define your future self time magnifies and margin between success and failure time magnifies the margin between success and failure it will multiply whatever you feed it good habits make time your ally bad habits make time your enemy habits are a double edged sword bad habits can cut you down just as easily as good habits can build you up which is why understanding the details is crucial you need to know how habits work and how to design them to your liking so you can avoid the dangerous half of the blade now friends your habits can your habits can compound for you or against you now if productivity productivity compounds accomplishing one extra task is a small feat on any given day but it counts for a lot over an entire career the effect of automating an old old task or mastering a new skill can even great can even can be even greater the more tasks you can handle without thinking the more your brain is free to focus on other areas now if if you are stressed 
the stress compounds the frustration of a traffic jam the weight of parenting responsibilities the worry of making ends meet the strain of slightly high blood pressure by themselves these common causes of stress are manageable but when they persist for years little stress is compounded into serious health issues now that friends the knowledge compounds learning one new idea won't make you against a genius but a commitment to lifelong learning can be transformative furthermore each book you read not only teaches you something new but also opens up different ways of thinking about old ideas as werner burfel says that's how knowledge works it builds up like compound interest now if you have negative thoughts that also compounds the more you think of yourself as worthless stupid or ugly the more you condition yourself to interrupt inter interpret life that way you get trapped in a thought loop the same is true for how you think about others once you fall into the habit of seeing people as angry unjust or selfish you see those kind of people everywhere friends relationship compounds people reflect your behavior back to you the more you help others the more others want to help you being a little bit nicer in each interaction can result in a network of broad and strong connections over time outreach compounds riots protests and mass movements are rarely the result of single event instead a long series of micro aggressions aggressions and daily aggravations slowly multiply until one event tips the scale and outrage spread like wildfire now what progress is really like imagine that you have an ice cube sitting on the table in front of you the room is cold and you can see your breath it is currently 25 degrees even so slowly the room begins to heat up 26 degree 27 28 the ice cube is still sitting on the table in front of you 29 degrees 30 31 still nothing has happened then 32 degrees the ice begins to melt a 1 degree shift seemingly no different from the temperature increase before it has unlocked the huge change breakthrough moments are often the result of many previous actions which build up the potential required to unleash a major change this pattern shows up elsewhere everywhere cancer spreads 80% of its life undetectable then takes over the body in months bambu can barely be seen for the first 5 years as it peels extensive root system underground before exploding 95th into the air within 6 weeks similarly habits often appear to make no difference until you cross a critical threshold and unlock a new level of performance in the early and middle stage of any quest there is often a valley of disappointment you expect to make progress in a linear fashion and it's frustrating how ineffective changes can seem how ineffective the changes can seem during the first days weeks and even months it doesn't feel like you are going anywhere it's a hallmark of any compounding process the most powerful outcome are delayed this is one of the core reason why it is so hard to build habits that last people make a few small changes fail to see a tangible results and decide to stop you think i have been running every day for a month so why can't i see any change in my body was the kind of thinking takes over it's easy to let good habits fall from the wayside but in order to make a meaningful difference habits need to persist long enough to break through this plateau 
what I call the plateau of latent potential. If you find yourself struggling to build a good habit or break a bad one, it is not because you have lost your ability to improve. It is often because you have not yet crossed the plateau of latent potential. Complaining about not achieving success despite working hard is like complaining about an ice cube not melting when you heated it from 25 to 31 degrees. Your work was not wasted. It is just being stored. All the actions happens at 32 degrees. When you finally break through the plateau of latent potential, people will call it an overnight success. The outside world only see the most dramatic event rather than all that precedes scenes. But you know that it's the work you did long ago. When it seemed that you weren't making any progress that makes the jump total today possible. It is human equivalent to geological pressure. Two tectonic plates can greed against one another for billions of years. The tension slowly builds all the while, then one day they rub each other once again. In the same fashion, they have, the, they have for ages, but this time the tension is too great. An earthquake erupts, changes can take years before it happens all at once. Mastery requires patience. The San Antonio Spurs, one of the most successful team in NBA history, have a quote from social reformer Jacob Rees having in their locker room. When nothing seems to help, I go and look at a stone cutter hammering away at his rock. Perhaps a hundred times without as much as crack showing in, in, in it. Eight, the hundred and first blow it will split into two. And I know it was not the last blow that did it, but all that had gone before. All big things come from small beginnings. The speed of every habit is a single teeny decision. But as the decision is repeated, a habit sprouts and grows stronger. Roots entrench themselves and branches grow. The task of breaking a bad habit is like uprooting a powerful oak within us. And the task of building a good habit is like cultivating a delicate flower one day at a time. But what determines whether we stick with a habit long enough to survive the plateau of latent potential and break through to the other side? What is it that causes some people to slide into unwanted habits and enables others to enjoy the compounding effects of good ones? Friends, forget about goals. Focus on system instead. Prevailing wisdom claims that the best way to achieve what we want in life, getting into better shape, building a successful business, relaxing more and worrying less, spending more time with friends and family, is to set specific actionable goals. For many years, this was how I approached my habits. Two, each one was a goal to be reached. I set goals for the grades I wanted to get in school, for the weights I wanted to lift in the gym, for the profits I wanted to earn in the business. I succeeded at a few, but I failed at a lot of them. Eventually, I began to realize that my results had very little to do with the goals I set and nearly everything to do with the systems I followed. What's the difference between system and goals? It's a distinction. Uh, it's a it's a distinction one uh, I, I first learned from Scott Adams, the cartoonist behind the Dilbert comic. Goals are about the results you want to achieve. Systems are about the processes that leads to those results. If you are a coach, your goal might be to win championship. Your system is the way you recruit players, manage your assistants, coaches, 
and conduct practice if you are an entrepreneur your goal might be to build a million dollar business your system is how you test products ideas hire employees and run marketing campaigns if you are a musician your goal might be to play a new piece your system is how often you practice how you break down and tackle different measures and your method for receiving feedback from your instructors now for the interesting question if you completely ignored your goals and focused only on system would you still succeed for example if you were a basketball ball coach and you ignored your goal to win a championship and focused only on what your team does at practice each day would you still get results i think you would the goal is any sprout is a in any sprout is a finish with the best score but it would be ridiculous to spend the whole game stating the scoreboard staring at the scoreboard the only way to actually win is to get better each day in the world worlds of three time super bowl winner bill walls the score takes care of itself the same is true for other areas of life if you want to better results then forget about setting goals focus on your system instead what do i mean by this are goals completely useless of course not goals are good for setting a direction but systems are best for making progress a handful of problems arise when you spend too much time thinking about your goals and not enough thinking designing your systems now the first problem is winners and losers have the same goals goal setting suffers from a series of a case of supervisive bias we concentrate on the people who end up winning the surveyor and mistakenly assume that ambitions ambitious goals lead to their success while overlooking all the uh, all of the people who had the same objective but didn't succeed every olympian wants to win a gold medal every candidate wants to get the job and if successful and unsuccessful people share the same goals then the goal cannot be what differentiate the winners and the losers it wasn't the goal of winning the tour the uh, tour the france that propelled the british cyclists to the top of the sport sport presumably they had wanted to win the race every year before just like other uh, every other professional team the goal had always been there it was only when they implemented a system of continuous small improvements that they achieved a different outcome the problem too is achieving a goal is only a monetary change imagine you have a messy room and you set a goal to clean it if you summon the energy to tidy up tidy up then you will have a clear room for now but if you maintain the same sloppy you know packet packet habit that led to a messy room in the first place soon you will be looking at a new pile of clutter and hoping for another burst of motivation you are left chasing the same outcome because you never change the system behind it you treated a symptom without addressing the cause achieving a goal only changes your life for the moment that's the counter counterintuitive thing about improvement we think we need to change our results but the result are not the problems what we really need to change are the systems that cause the results when you solve problems at the result level you only solve them temporarily in order to improve for good you need to solve problems at the system level fix the inputs and outputs will fix themselves
the problem 3 is goals restrict your happiness the implicit assumption behind any goal is this once i reach my goal then i'll be happy the problem with a goal first mentality is that you are continually putting happiness off until the next milestone i have slipped into the trap so many times i have lost counts for years happiness was always something for my future self to enjoy i promised myself that once i gained 20 pounds of muscles or after my business was featured in the new york times then i could finally relax furthermore goals create an either or conflict either you achieve your goal and are successful or you fail and you are disappointed you mentally box yourself into a narrow version of happiness this is misguided it is unlikely that your actual path through life will match the exact journey you had in mind when you set out it makes no sense to restrict your satisfaction to one scenario when there are many paths to paths to success a system first mentality provides the antidote when you fall in love with the process rather than the product you don't have to wait to give yourself permission to be happy you can be satisfied anytime your system is running and a system can successful in many different forms not just the one you first envision problem 4 is goals are at odds with long term progress finally a goal oriented mindset can create a yo yo effect many runners walk hard for months but as soon as they cross the finish line they stop training the race is no longer there to motivate them when all of your hard work is focused on a particular goal what is left to push you forward after you achieve it this is why many people find themselves reverting to their old habits after accomplishing a goal the purpose of setting goal is to win the game the purpose of building systems is to continue playing the game true long term thinking is goal less thinking it's not about any single accomplishments it is about the cycle of endless refinement and continuous improvement ultimately it is your con- commitment to the progress that will determine your progress a system of atomic habits if you are having trouble changing your habits the problem isn't you the problem is your system bad habits repeat themselves again and again not because you don't want to change but because you have the wrong system to change you have a wrong system for change you do not rise to the level of your goals you fall to the level of your systems focusing on the overall system rather than a single goal is one of the core themes of this book it is also one of the deeper meanings behind the word atomic by now you have probably realized that an atomic habit refers to a tiny change a marginal gain a 1% improvement but atomic habits are not just any old habits however small they are little habits that are part of large system just as atoms are building blocks of the molecule atomic habits are the building blocks of remarkable results habits are like the atoms of our lives each one is fundamental until that contributes to your overall improvement at first these tiny routines seems insignificant but soon they build on each other and fuel bigger wins that multiply to a degree that far outweighs the cost of their initial investment they are both small and mighty this is the meaning of the phrase atomic habits a regular practice to root or routine that is not only small and easy to do but also the source of incredible incredible power 
a component of the system of compound growth habits are the compound interest of self improvement getting 1% better every day counts for a lot in the long run habits are double edged sword they can work for you or against you which is why understanding the details is essential small changes often appears to make no difference until you cross a critical threshold the most powerful outcomes of any compounding process are delayed you need to be patient an atomic habit is a little habit that is a part of a large system just as atoms are the building block of molecules atomic habits are the building blocks of remarkable results if you want better results then forget about setting goals focus on your system instead you do not rise to the level of your goals you fall to the level of your system so friends coming to the end of today's lesson with a chapter sum- summary and hoping you to uh, listen to this podcast seriously try to implement the learnings in your life and for any query you can contact me at 9234916333 so it's vivek kumar signing you uh, signing out today and hope to see you tomorrow again thank you very much